three, two, one. Welcome in, Husker Extra Podcast. I'm Chris, live from my sunroom. There's Parker, live from his apartment. There's Sipple, live from his office. It's uh, Wednesday afternoon, 3.41 p.m. Central time. We're a couple hours away from Nebraska tipping off against Georgia Tech and hoops. We're a couple days away from Nebraska kicking off against uh, Minnesota in football. So we got a few things to discuss here. I think we should just get right into it with hoops, right? Like, Let's do it. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested. I, you know, I've decided that in the fourth quarter of my career, I'm going to go from providing you guys and the masses with all the answers, and I'm going to go to more a question-oriented approach. I would say, before you get started, I would say this is more like the sudden death portion of your career. Than I <laughs> I wasn't going to yeah. be quite so harsh, simple, as bad. <laughs> we're just trying to gonna, avoid sudden death is all we're trying to do. I was going to ask you, what what sort of fourth quarter are we talking about? Like, are you scrambling to try to score a touchdown with no timeouts left? Yeah, are you in the two-minute offense right to, now? Or are you just trying to run out the clock? You're trying to run a little four-minute offense. Are, are you in the two-minute offense or the four-minute offense right I've now? I've got my running game going. I'm just trying <laughs> to milk the clock a little bit. Uh, <laughs> just keep moving the chains. <laughs> I just want to ride out the clock. Um, <laughs> I'm running out the clock right now. That's okay, amazing. that's what I'm doing. So that's here's fine. the question, Paz. Paz. Yes. Um, Nebraska's going to play Georgia Tech, so we don't need to get into all that too much today. Uh, what What is Nebraska – I mean, what are Nebraska's chances against Creighton? It's a good question. Um, I watched Creighton yesterday against yeah, what'd you Kansas. Think? They looked pretty good. I mean, they didn't shoot it worth a lick. They went 9-18 at the free throw line, and they lost by a point at Kansas. Yeah. I mean, that probably tells you all you need to know about how good they are. They didn't play that good, and they still probably should have won that game. Um, they're good. I mean, they're good. Does Nebraska have a shot? Well, they have a better shot than they did last year when they were down 37-7 to 10 minutes into the game. Or Ooh, I forgot about that. 37-7? Yeah. to 7? It was it was a 10 nothing start, and then I believe it was 18-2 or 24-2, and then it was 37-7. So, I mean, and it was, it was a deal where Nebraska very clearly had no idea what it was walking into last year. The guys on that roster, they just didn't know outside of maybe like Thor, but I think this, I think this team is better equipped for it. You've got some more experience. You have better players. Obviously there won't be 18,000 people uh, in the arena in Omaha uh, cheering against you. So <clears throat> athletically, I think Nebraska matches up better. Does that mean they beat them? I don't know. I mean, if Creighton's going to shoot it good, then, you know, Katie bar the door who knows that it's, they're just going to be tough to stop, but Creighton hasn't shot it great uh, early in the season. Uh, they still scored against inferior competition, but they haven't shot it great. Um, they didn't shoot it great yesterday. So, I mean, if Nebraska can, can slow them down a little bit from the three point line and I like their length at guard and maybe be able to do that, they'll, they'll at least have a shot. And, and, you know, that's, that's an improvement over last year when, when I think everybody knew going in, they didn't have a shot. And then, like we said, it was a 30 point game before the halftime buzzer. So Parker gave me a good stat today regarding basketball. According to Ken Palm, Parker, tell me if I'm correct. Nebraska won't be favored in 22, the remaining 22 of their games. They will not be a favored. That's right. So it's it's, it's just, a toss up. They, they, it's rated essentially a toss up uh, tonight. tonight. Georgia Tech. Yeah. But then yeah. the thing about that, which we talk about this every year, but you know, Ken Palm, like obviously first of all, it's a weird year. And then second of all, 
like there's always a point in the season in which it's not drawing on data from last year anymore. But at this point, it still is a little bit. So you're not. Yeah, it's 100. There's not a huge data sample to to to, to glean anything from. You're yeah, right there. So. Yeah, just um, water went down the wrong tube. In there. I'm fine. I'm I'm I, you wouldn't believe how good I am, actually. What, give me give me one to one to ten. Rate it right now. How good are you? Eight and a half for sure. Oh wow. man, you're like in Brent Wagner territory. Yeah, that's high yeah. for you. You're normally like a six. I, well, yeah, on a good day, I'm a six. I don't know what the deal is today. I guess it's because it's seventy degrees out. That's I might have something to do with it. You just were out. You were just out on the open road. Yeah. Did you take bike? Did you take bike? No, to I can't take the bike. No, I mean, I you know, if I didn't have to work when I get back, you know, I got six hour day staring at me. If I was a if I was a headed home. And just could nap for a little bit. I'd do it, but not not in these, not in these circumstances. If you would have been on the bike, you would have ended up not in Carney, but like in Ogallala. Oh, you oh, would have been you would have been ripping the, towards the Tetons in Wyoming. Yeah, you would have been in how about Nevada. In, how about yeah, Nevada? Yeah. You would be you would have been doing hundred miles an hour down I eighty somewhere in, in rural Wyoming right now. <laughs> You'd have lit out from Reno, trailed by twenty hounds. Gladly. <laughs> Speaking um, of Reno. That's the yeah, only game Nebraska's lost this year in basketball. Um, bad. I don't know what kind of transition that is, but yeah, this, I mean, this is, uh, not bad. This is two good tests, I think, for Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, you know, a step up in competition, obviously, yeah. with Georgia Tech beating, beating an okay, not great Kentucky team uh, the other night pretty handily, even though Georgia Tech lost its first couple games to, to inferior opponents. That's still a team that, that's going to give Nebraska trouble with its length, with the, the funky defense they play. And then you're going basically against a team that's going to play a completely different style and just wants to run and gun, you know, and, and wants to shoot a bunch of threes. So, and, and the guy said it this week, Delano Banton said it, Ruth Burners and said it, Fred Hoiberg said it. Like, this is a, this is a chance to see where we're at. We feel like we're, we're, we're in a pretty good spot with the games we've played right now. They've gotten a, a decent level of preparation, but this is kind of the next step up because after these two games, all you have left is 20 Big Ten games. And, and we'll talk to this – talk about this here in a little bit but the big 10 is, is going to be an absolute monster this year so this is going to give you an idea of of where you stand as a team and, and maybe what you need to work on uh going into the big 10 play here in a few weeks yeah baz 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 you you, you you saw what happened last night in the big 10 i did run through, run through it okay big 10 acc challenge started last night Not uh much of a challenge. Game. yeah it wasn't much of a challenge for the big 10 uh Seven games, Big Ten goes six and one in those games, and the only game they lost uh, was Purdue, and Purdue led Miami thirty-two to fourteen at halftime. Purdue had a twenty-point lead in the second half of that game and blew it. Um, Iowa beat North Carolina by double digits uh, with Luca Garza going six of twenty from the field. Illinois basically just toyed with Duke for forty minutes and in Cameron indoor. Um, Rutgers beat Syracuse by double digits. Penn State went on the road to Virginia Tech, who's ranked 15th in the country and has a win over Villanova, and led them by 30 before they won by 20. Um, and then we talked about the Purdue game. What was the other game? I forget what the other game was, but Big Ten won it. Oh, Ohio yeah. State beat Notre Dame. Ohio State beat Notre Dame. That's right. That was a close game uh, at Notre Dame. So, look, it, the Big Ten is so good. And I tweeted it last night. Like, the Big Ten is so good, it's almost unfair. Like, it's 
Nebraska is going to be a lot better this year, a lot better um, than last year's team. But I don't know if they'll have the wins to show for it, just because it it it's just so hard every night. There's no there's no bad teams. You know, Northwestern's a lot better. Nebraska's better. Penn State looks like they're going to be all right, maybe not on the same level they were last year. And those are the bottom three teams in the conference. Minnesota came back from a big deficit and beat Boston College last night. You know, that's the other team. Yeah. You know, so it's it's just we know about the teams at the top. We know Illinois is great. We know Iowa's great. You know, Michigan State, Wisconsin are going to be there. But everybody else, too, is just it's so good. It, it's so good. And in, in a weird year where so much of your schedule is going to be conference games and be Big Ten games, it just makes it that much more challenging for Nebraska as, as they kind of try to build this thing because Nebraska is going to be better. And I think they'll pick some teams off this year. But, man, it's going to be hard. It's going to be really hard night in and night out. That's what they're going to face. 20 games. Go ahead, yeah. Parker. There's two things that, like, really I, – I it was just like last night they just shook your head at. One was that Luca Garza went 6 of 20 and that – Iowa still beat North Carolina by double figures. It's 17 threes um, yeah. with Luca Garza going six for 20. When if Wieskamp and, uh, and uh, Frederick and Bohannon are going to shoot it like that, like on night and on nights when they do that, they're I mean, good luck. I guess. Yeah. How do you guard him? You can't like, cause if you say, well, we'll just let Garza go. He's going to get, what he's going to get, you know what he's going to do. He's going to get 45 or 50. You know, he's, he's going to, he's going to kill you. But then, you can do like Nebraska did last year, pack the paint and just hope Iowa doesn't hit threes, which happened in Lincoln. And they went four for 33. Well, guess what? They hit those threes in Iowa City and put up 96 on Nebraska. So it's just, how do you guard that team? How do you guard Illinois with those there guards? There you go. That was That's the other thing. I mean, you've got an yeah. NBA guard in Iowa to some new. You've got two really good freshmen. You've got the freak in the middle, Kofi Coburn, seven foot, 290, you know. And it's just, and it, you can go down the list of every team like that and say, well, how are we going to guard these guys? How are we going to guard Indiana with their size? How are we going to guard Michigan state with, with the, with rocket Watts running the show? How are we going to guard Northwestern with all the young guys they have back? It's, it's just so hard. I, I don't know. It's, it's just such a grind and it, you know, Nebraska, it feels pretty good about where it is and everything, but man, it's just, you know, teams are going to look at that and say, how do you guard Nebraska? They got a six, nine point guard. You know, they've got a 6'9 forward that steps out and shoots threes. Like, every team in this league is just so hard to guard. It, it just – it's going to be fascinating to watch. Coburn looked like Illinois' like sixth best player last night. Yeah, it was, it was – those guards, like especially those – and obviously like Io is great yeah. and, and he's so good. But like those two freshman guards, um, Curbelo and um, – I forget the other guy's name and I should know because I picked him as the Big Ten Freshman of the Year. But, Alex something, Alex Miller. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Miller. Like that. I think his so, last name is Miller. Yeah, Alec Miller. Yeah, yeah. Miller time. And Miller, Miller time. time. And I'm like, they're, they're just like they're carving up Duke, like in Cameron Indoor. They're just they're just like weaving through guys and getting layups. Like Georgie Bashanisvili is throwing lobs to Kofi Coburn on the fast break. Like they're just they're they're it's a team full of freaks and like. <laughs> There's, it is, and I don't know, I don't know how else to describe it. Like Io's a freak, and, and and Kofi's a freak, and those freshmen are just so freakishly, such freakishly good athletes, and then they have the supporting cast around them. And then you look at that and you go, well, they might not even be the best team in the league. Like, like they're pretty good, they're they're really good, and they're Final Four caliber. But so is Iowa, 
you know, so I, Michigan state might be in that group. Wisconsin could be in that group. You know, there's a bunch of teams you can look at and say, Oh yeah, that team's going to yeah. be You know what they're really not? Weird. You know ahead, what they're not? You know what they're not? What I like, what I don't like in any team. And this is why I've never been a big fan of Creighton is they're not reliant on the three. Yeah. Um, I mean, they can shoot it like Iowa did last night, but they have another option. Yes. Now, Creighton, Creighton is better inside. Now, they're a more physical team. They're scary. I mean, they're. I think, Baz, I thought Creighton looked scary. Yeah, I mean, no, they're, they're good. Think about – I just want you guys to think about one thing. They said this – Close your eyes and imagine it. But, yeah, close your eyes. Baz, in particular, because you lived here, you grew up here when when Creighton was a was a, in the little mo- – Missouri Valley. They're, they're, they're a little team in the Mo Valley, you know, playing Evansville and Illinois yeah. state. And it was not, it wasn't really that big of a deal. They're just a, a nice yeah. little team. Now, yeah. 15 years, it's only been 15 years. And now look at them. Yeah. They, they are legitimate. I mean, they were a legitimate top 10 team with it's that an actual title, title caliber team. Like if they uh, play yeah. well, they, they are. And, and, that's what Nebraska's looking at. Like they're trying that's to catch incredible. the rest of the, It's incredible. Like they're trying to catch the rest of the Big Ten, and that's hard enough. But the team down the road's pretty damn good too. And I know it's just it's so like that's what makes this week so fascinating. You know, Georgia Tech was picked ninth in the ACC. They've got a dude averaging twenty five and ten through three games. You know, like they've got really good guards. Like this isn't going to be any kind of cakewalk or anything. So it's just. Every game from here on out, unless they schedule another random random non-conference game, you know, next week or whenever, every game out is going to be hard. And these guys talk about how much they enjoy playing with each other and how much fun it is, and they love coming to practice every day, and they love coming to gym every day. Well, how's that going to be when you're just getting clocked over the head, like, every night by <laughs> and, and it's hard. And it's, you know, the middle of January, the end of January, and you've lost four or five in a row, and here comes – you know, Michigan state or, or Indiana or whoever it's like, it's, it's going to get hard and it's going to test this team's oh, yeah. cohesiveness and this team's chemistry. And that's something that they've talked about being a strength this year. And they're going to need it because it's going to be, there's going to be some stretches that are going to be really hard for this team. I was, I was watching, uh, I was watching um, Illinois last night and it was just like the most, it was like the most odd thing flipping back and forth between watching Illinois easily take care of Duke and then flipping over and watching Rutgers, like take the hammer to Syracuse. Like, yeah. I mean that Rutgers, Rutgers has some big dudes on the front. Well, they're just tougher I mean, than hell. Yeah. yeah they, they've got a, they've got some guys up front that are like, I mean, good luck dealing with. Yeah. The front. And then you've got a garden geo Baker, who's one of the most clutch players in the league. That uh, Ron, Ron Harper Jr. had 26 and 12 or something like that last night. I mean, I mean, good God. Like, how do you guard that? You know, like, and it, that's what I'm saying. It's everybody. Like, that's Rutgers we're talking about. Like, right. and that's a, that's a top 20 caliber team. So, yeah, it's, it's just going to be, it's going to be fun to watch just because the league's going to be so good. But it's going to be fascinating to see how Nebraska holds up with, you know, they're, they're a lot better. They might not have the wins to show for it at the end of the year just because the league's so hard. So. Let's pivot to football now. Let's pivot uh, to football. Hard pivot. Hard pivot. What do you want to start with? You want to talk about uh, the uh, the doings from today? Yeah. Uh, in the Big Ten. Yes. Go ahead, Parker. Yeah. You're so, the newsman. Yes, I'm the newsman. Um, yeah. So, okay, we're here. It's December 9th. 
Um, Nebraska is set to play Minnesota on Saturday, obviously. There are a couple games this weekend that are not happening, Ohio State, Michigan, and um, Indiana and Purdue. So that puts the December 19th, Champions Week, uh, in a bit of a bind because Ohio State is going to finish with five games, not enough to qualify for the, the championship game. So the Big Ten today, this afternoon, uh, formally voted to waive that requirement that you had to play six games to get in the championship game. So the title game as of this afternoon is set. It's Ohio State against Northwestern on December 19th at 11 a.m. in Indianapolis, the big noon kickoff on Fox. Uh, and that sort of sets the stage for the rest of December 19th, which we haven't heard formally. We have sources telling us that the, the those games, the, the games besides the championship game on the 19th, are going to be played on campuses rather than in uh, at neutral sites around the Big Ten, which um, we've sort of figured was going to happen because we hadn't heard anything about neutral site games. Uh, but that sounds like something, it sounds like the teams have been apprised that, yes, that's going to be the way it is on campus. Um, and really, you know, this week has shown why it's almost foolhardy to to project what that, what next week's going to look like because games get canceled teams, you know, COVID issues have popped up at multiple programs uh, this week. It's continued at Michigan. Now there's COVID issues both at Purdue and Indiana. So you just never know. You don't know who's going to be available um, to play, but there's a couple of things. There's a couple of pieces that we can put together to give at least a little bit of a look at what it might look like. We know the title game. Ohio State and, and Northwestern. We know that the number twos, if Indiana can play next week, that would be Indiana and um, Iowa. So that's a good one. If Iowa beats Wisconsin on Saturday, that Indiana versus Iowa game could be for a, a trip to the Fiesta Bowl or a New Year's Six uh, Bowl bid. Um, and then from there, there's been some talk about playing uh, Wisconsin and Minnesota, even though obviously that would be two West division teams uh, rivalry game got canceled a couple weeks ago. So if that happens, then the game that you could make up on the East side would be Maryland and Michigan state. Um, so then you're up to four on each side. Um, and that would leave, that would basically, that would basically tie in the simple, the simplest way to put it is that would basically tie Nebraska to Rutgers. Um, the other teams in the West of our, that would be left have already played Rutgers. Uh, Nebraska, I mean, they don't want a rematch of Nebraska and Penn State. They've already played this year. So the simplest way to put it is Nebraska and Rutgers um, looks like a real possibility for the 19th. We don't know that yet. The matchups won't be set until after this weekend. It's going to get squirrely if, like, Indiana knows by this weekend that they can't play next week, then – it gets, someone's got to play Iowa. So then, then things are going to start moving around. But uh, if Indiana can, can stave off, you know, missing two weeks, um, it lines up to look like the logical conclusion would be that Nebraska and Rutgers would be a, a, a probability or at least a strong possibility for December 19th. That would be game number eight for Nebraska. And if you told me going into all this, that they'll get eight or nine games, which that's what it looks like. That's pretty good. I mean, I feel yeah. happy for the players. I feel good for the players that they're getting this amount of games in, in a, I mean, in a, in a perfect world. And obviously we're far from that. Um, they would get this game Saturday, get a game at home, maybe 
or whenever, wherever, and then get a bowl game. Nine games? Come on. I mean, that's yeah. – I would have lost yeah. a lot of money betting on that at the beginning of the season. Yeah, you told me they were going to get yeah. me too. Nine yeah. games, nine I games. Think, I think the thing—it's interesting because you can really—it's you can very logically see the path to that, right? I mean, if Nebraska were to beat Minnesota this weekend, they'll be in good position to be in a bowl game. Um, but then the flip side of that coin is like, you know, Minnesota's already going to be without twenty plus guys. Um, just because of, of COVID-19 positives from the past couple of weeks, Rashad Bateman's already opted out. I mean, if they pop five positive tests tomorrow, it could get to a point where they can't play. And then, that, you know, that, then the whole complexion looks different. That, and they just got done playing Nebraska, just got done playing Purdue, which had a spate of positive tests. I know so, in Nebraska's camp that they're concerned about that. Yeah. They just played a team that's paused because I mean, Hey, and we're talking some of their best guys um, have, have, it's an issue. So yeah, Parker, I just don't think in this day and age, you look too far down the road at all. Yeah. Right. So, and that, that Purdue outbreak, it sounds just like from, from what we've heard, it sounds like it might be, might be extensive. And so that's where it's like, yeah, you can sit here and you can look at it and in with all of the uncertainty, you can see this path for like, let's just say, Minnesota Rutgers bowl game. If you win one of those two, wow, that would be great. Nine games. And you also wake up each morning and go, I think they're going to play this weekend. Uh, right. So it's just kind right. of, it's just kind of weird that way. Yeah, it is. Um, but it does. I mean, right now it'd be really shocking at this point at four Oh two on Wednesday, if they don't play on Saturday, it, 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 yeah, four Oh two. And it is Wednesday. It would be, um, it would be, except for that you that you know, just given where Minnesota is numbers wise and the number of guys they have out, yeah. that they don't have a lot of wiggle room from here out. True, that's true. And they test. They're not in day. Lincoln yet. They haven't. They haven't left Minnesota yet. And they, so that's they, a good point. That's a good. And point. they got to get here. And they got to get here and have good enough numbers on Friday and Saturday too. So yeah, that's a good. And so point. does Nebraska. I mean, yeah, it's. I, yeah, yeah. Fun times, fun times we live. Sorry to bust your bubble there, Sip. Yeah, that's okay. I'm still reeling a little bit from it, but I think I can rebound. I'll <laughs> Rally, let's go. Well, this is uh, this kind of leads into our hot topic a little bit. Um, if this game does get played this weekend against Minnesota, Nebraska coming off a win at Purdue where, where it started exceptionally well and then kind of made enough plays in the fourth quarter to, to hang on as, as Purdue rallied not too dissimilar from what happened in the Penn State game uh, when Nebraska had a big time, big halftime lead and hung on. And then we saw what happened the next week against Illinois. Illinois basically dominated that game from, from beginning to end, won by a few scores, made it look pretty easy. So the hot topic for this week is this. What did Nebraska learn or did Nebraska learn its lesson, do you guys think, from – Penn State slash Illinois week, and can they apply that now to the Minnesota game and, and go out and take care of business as a ten and a half point favorite? Oh, I think they did. I mean, it's now. I, I think you guys would agree. You're, you're both on the Zoom calls. Nebraska, the way I've characterized it is, they are not a team limping to the finish. Um, I, for whatever reason, they did. I mean, they're humans. Humans sometimes your your biorhythms are off. Um, always constantly. No, not always. Sometimes you, you, uh, 
No, not always. And, and sometimes it's just not your day, whatever, whatever the case. Sure. And um, that was the case against Illinois. It just wasn't a good day for that organization as a whole. But I, yeah, no, I think they've moved past. I do think they got the message. I think that, that not only that, I think the quarterback plays now more settled. It looks like the deep, I mean, the defense has had two pretty good games and I mean, they're, they're doing some things now on special teams that are indicative of progress, kicking field goals from 49 yards, for instance, um, kicking any field goal. Um, as Getting punts I, I don't blocked. Think, yeah, they punt, they, they, they block a punt. They also had a punt block. But there are things, I guess what I'm saying is they're chipping away at it. And I think, you know, you know they're chipping away at their – shortcomings that have that have held the program back they're not I mean they got a lot left to go but I think they're very intent on continuing in that vein that I I know you guys listen to the zooms and I I think it's pretty convincing that they are very very intent on finishing strong they are not ready for this to end is that is that accurate yeah I think that's accurate I mean I I guess I would say I think they've learned their lesson um, but I'm, I'm cautious enough to want to see it, uh, in action. I mean, the one thing I would say is I don't think I'd be really surprised is if Nebraska loses to Minnesota on Saturday, I'd be really surprised if it's attributed as wholly to a bad week of practice as, as the Illinois loss was. I mean, people I mean, from Luke McCaffrey immediately after that game said, it just wasn't good enough in practice. And you heard that from pretty much everybody. And it was kind of like, how did that, how did that happen? So, you know, and listening to some of the, the veterans in particular, Diedrich Mills, I think that there's a definitely a guard against that this week. And, and the guys that we talked to this week seem confident that that wasn't so much of an issue. Um, but I guess, I, I guess the thing I would say is I don't think that learning the lesson in this regard necessarily means Nebraska is going to beat Minnesota. Uh, you know, that Nebraska has practiced hard at other times this year and then come out and played a sloppy football game or too sloppy of a football game. And so to me, like, I think that, I think they learned their lesson. I think that the energy and practice this week was probably better than it was leading to that Illinois game. And I still don't think that means that they can just roll out of bed on Saturday and expect to blast Minnesota. Yeah, I, I tend to kind of agree with Parker. They got to prove it to me, you know, and I'll, I'll say that until they do it multiple times, you know, can they beat Minnesota this weekend and should they beat Minnesota this weekend? Probably you're talking about a team coming off a two week COVID pause. Who's going to be shorthanded and who's got one of the worst defenses in the nation. Um, You've got a Nebraska team playing with some confidence coming off a good performance. It, it points to Nebraska winning that game. And, but you could have said the same thing about Illinois too. You know, a team with a, with a pretty lousy defense, wasn't really sure what they had, hadn't played very well. And they came in and just dominated Nebraska. So prove it to me. You know, you, I'm to the point now where, where talk's kind of cheap and you need to back it up with actions. And if they go out and they dominate Minnesota and it's, you know, 24 to three at halftime and they win that game, you know, 38 to 17 or whatever it is, then I'll go, well, yeah, okay. They took a step forward today. 
But then if that happens, can you do it again the week after that and the week after that? And can you start stacking them up on top of each other? That's, that's kind of the next step. So yeah, prove, prove it to me first on Saturday and I'll think you'll take a step forward and then let's see you prove it again the week after that. All right, pass tough dude. I'm pretty tough. tough guy. Defense is really bad. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. Um, just looking at the scout, they're last in the Big Ten in yards allowed, last in the Big Ten in points allowed. They give up a ton of rushing yards. They don't give up a ton of passing yards because most teams can just run it at will on them. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Nebraska could come out. This could be, you know, they put up 37 last week on Purdue. They could easily do that again this week. But you got to go do it. You got to go play mistake-free and take care of the ball. Yeah, they could easily give up 27 again, too. Very easily. Against that offense, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So should we do some predictions while we're talking points points given up and points scored here? We might as well. Might as well. Might as well. I'll go first. Um, after after my tough guy talk, I'm going to pick Nebraska to, to win the game. I just think <laughs> Minnesota – I mean, it's such a hard to pick Minnesota. you got a two-week pause. You're missing all these guys. Your best receiver opted out. You still got a great running back in, in Muhammad Ibrahim. You got a really good quarterback in Tanner Morgan. You've got a really good receiver in Altman Bell. So you've still got some guys there, but man, that defense is just so poor. And and if Nebraska starts like it did last week and can get Minnesota in a hole with the way things have gone, I like their chances. So I'll say Nebraska scores a bunch. Um, not quite like two years ago when they rolled up almost 700 yards of offense and put up 50, 53 points, I think it was. But I think Nebraska wins 38 to 28. Yeah, go ahead, Parker. Yeah, I, I'm going to pick um, Nebraska, too. Uh, my freezing cold take from last week did not become a freezing cold take because Sipple and I picked uh, Nebraska to beat Purdue, and that came true. But this, but honestly, it's a little bit of a hard one to pick because you just don't know, like, you don't know what Minnesota's going to have available. Like, yeah. we think Tanner Morgan talked with reporters this week, so probably he's available. Um, Ibrahim, like who knows, maybe, maybe he's in there. Maybe he's not, they're going to be down 20 guys or more. Uh, we know Rashad Bateman opted out. I just don't think, I don't think I'd be surprised if there are many people at all who pick Minnesota to win this game. doesn't mean they're not capable of winning it, but it just, there's something, they're just in a tough spot. And I think that if they show up and play hard, like that's going to be commendable in its own right, basically because of the, where they're at at this point, numbers wise. Um, so I'm, I'm with you, Baz. I, I think that Nebraska will be able to score. I'm going to pick it a little bit more lopsided than that. 37 to 21. I'm sorry, Parker, you faded out a little bit. 37 to 21. And I know I took your score. No, I don't think you took it because I didn't have a score in mind. So you're fine. Um, you're just gonna make it uh, on the floor. Well, yeah. I mean, it's we're we're on the same range. I'm really interested to see if Ibrahim trots out there because Nebraska in the last two games has played the run. I would say well, they held Iowa to 2.9 yards a carry. That was an Iowa team that was intent intent on running it down Nebraska's throat and couldn't do it. You know. That Xander Horvath, a good back at Purdue, um, ask Iowa. And he, um, you know, he didn't get anything. And they got minus two yards on the ground. Now, I get it. I get that the, the nature of the game dictated that they just start winging it around. But, you know, you held them to minus two. You hold them to minus two. If Now, if Ibrahim plays, he's going to get 100 yards. The, 
if Ibrahim plays, the key is holding him in a manageable to a manageable number. If he gets a hundred, you'll win. If he gets 150, I don't know if Nebraska will win. So that's it, that, that's what I'm most interested in. But as Bass spelled out, Nebraska should be able to to score 30 some. So I'll say, I know somebody. Yeah, I think it's got to be really close. Uh, I'll say 37, 31, 37, 31. Shoot, shootout. Let's go. Yeah. I take it a little 11 a.m. shootout. Out on the yeah, prairie. You'll be there. You'll be a I'll little be tired, weren't you? I'll be working. Yeah, I'll work the late evening the night before in Omaha, covering a little CU basketball. Yeah, you could give the old man crap right now. I mean, I could do that, although you told me you're sitting up in the hockey seats. In, yeah, in it's the... going to be impossible to see anything. So, yeah, you know, I'm not giving the old man crap. The old man's in the fourth quarter of his career. Like, he's, he's running out the clock. I don't, I don't – I wouldn't do that to the old man. Are you like – are you like are – you, are you midway through the second half of a hoops game, or are you at like the under four? <laughs> um, oh, I think I'm just going in. I'm, I'm trying to get to the under four. Got it. Um, <laughs> the other team's making a run, and you're just trying to – you yeah. don't want to burn one of those last two timeouts before you get to the yeah. under four. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching the clock really fast. Is what, yeah, really you, you need – you need that really dead ball to show up real quick. So yeah, you're, not, yeah. you're not shooting it before there's five seconds left on the clock. On any <laughs> oh, <position. no. laughs> oh, God almighty. Uh, uh, anything else for the good of the order, fellas? Uh, what do we What do we think about Nebraska's bowl possibilities? Where do we think they could end up? Parker, go for it. Yeah, um, the, the shortest way to say it is that if they beat Minnesota, they're in really good shape for a bowl game. Um, the – Going into this weekend, which of course this weekend has been sort of uh, already affected, um, there there are ten teams going into this weekend in the Big Ten that have two wins. It's crazy. You've got the four teams that are locks for bowls: Ohio State, uh, Northwestern, Indiana, and Iowa. Everybody else has two wins. So uh, Purdue, I mean Purdue might not play again this year. We'll see. They're not playing this weekend. It'd be surprising if they played next weekend. Um, Michigan, you know, not playing this weekend. So there's, there's two teams that definitely will not, um, get, you know, add a third win this week. And then there's three games that pit two win teams against each other. Um, Nebraska and Minnesota obviously is one of them. And then let me see if I have this document open right here. Oh yeah, I do. Uh, Rutgers in Maryland, Penn state and Michigan state. So if, and then, you know, Wisconsin could get to three wins if they beat Iowa. We'll see about that. Um, so there could, you know, you're going to lose out of those 10, you're going to go to at least seven, probably fewer, more like five teams at the most uh, that get a third win this weekend, and maybe as few as three. So if you get to three wins, you're really in pretty good shape. Um, and then obviously, you know, winning this weekend and on the 19th would, would certainly solidify uh, a bull bid. But I think, just given the number of teams that are having COVID issues um, and where Nebraska stands and given that if they get a third win, it would be their second straight and all of that. I just think that they're probably in pretty good shape uh, for a bowl bid. Um, if they, if they win on. Saturday. There's an obvious question, Parker. There's an obvious question. What is, that? Sorry to what is the it. obvious question? What if they win Saturday, but lose in champions week? Well, then, I mean, then it's going to depend. I mean, it's going to depend. You just don't know. You know, like it's going to depend if let's say that they win and then lose, 
let's say Wisconsin beats Iowa wins on championship week. Well, then Wisconsin's four and two, they're probably ahead of Nebraska in the pecking order. But if Wisconsin loses this week, let's say, you know, let's say Penn state beats Michigan state uh, and then loses to Wisconsin on championship week, how do you sort or, or whoever they play? You know, I would think that Nebraska at three wins would probably get the nod over Penn state at three wins because they have a, you know, a heads up, uh, win over the Lions. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of moving pieces, um, obviously at this point, and you just don't know who, who all is going to play and who's not any given week. So, um, it's a little bit of a jumbled picture, but I think that's why in a lot of ways, I mean, to me, if you win on Saturday, you're in pretty good shape, maybe not guaranteed, um, but, but pretty good shape. And then the other part of that, that would help everybody in the big 10 is if Ohio state makes the playoff. Because if Ohio State makes the playoff and either Indiana or Iowa gets a New Year's Six bid, then everybody kind of moves up one rung. Then you've got seven Big Ten teams that can go to bowls instead of six. So, um, and then you and then you guys book your plane tickets for Charlotte for the Duke's Mayo Bowl and watch them play Wake Forest (laughs) and eat Mayo. Come on, Baz. I predicted it back in June. I said Nebraska's beating Wake Forest in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. You can go check. Did you really? Yeah, because it was when they first. No, it's when they first announced like the bowl, the new bowl game sponsor. When they first announced Duke's Mayo, I made some stupid joke about like Nebraska's players dumping a jug of mayonnaise on his head after they beat Wake Forest. So, and what was the bowl projection this week from Brett McMurphy? Nebraska Wake Forest Bowl. That's amazing. That's amazing. How about about this? Let, Let me just. You guys, you guys are, you guys were here during the Big Twelve days. What about Nebraska and Texas in the guaranteed rate bowl in an empty baseball stadium in Phoenix? Mm. Uh, it would be well watched. It would, it would, it would, it, the TV rating number would be great. There'd be a be high great. market share in Lincoln for that game. Yeah, it would be great. Um, that would be really interesting Parker. And that would be fun to cover. And for a lot of reasons. Yes. Not least of which the Mexican food in Phoenix. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Urban Meyer watching from the press box before he takes the team over on January 1st. <laughs> Texas. No, I just don't like that fit. I just don't think no, Urban I don't fits in Texas. No, he doesn't. I, why would you now, want that? Now, USC is a good fit. USC is a good fit. You don't think Urban well, would do some damage at Texas? Well, I think he would, but I just don't think it's a great fit. I think he's a better fit for USC for some reason. A more prestigious program. How about Urban just taking over the Pac-12, taking over the West Coast? Just a West you think he Coast dominated take. the Big Ten? You yeah. think Herb dominated the Big Ten? What would he do in the Pac-12? He'd take over the West Coast. That'd be it. All right. Should we wrap it up <laughs> on that, on some Urban talk? That's yeah. interesting. All right. Um, yeah, let's wrap it up. All right, let's wrap it up. Big week for Nebraska basketball starts here in a little less than two hours when they take on Georgia Tech, Creighton Friday night, Nebraska football Saturday against Minnesota. We're going to have plenty to talk about next week. Nebraska basketball has got a 10-day break after that Friday game unless they decide they want to reschedule a non-conference game after the, the Florida A&M game got, got canceled. So we'll see. Plenty to talk about next week. We want to thank Tom Dinsdale Hyundai and Grand Island for sponsoring the podcast. I uh, always appreciate those guys helping us out. Make sure you, if you check them out. If, if you're looking, if you're in the market for a Hyundai, head over to Grand Island, check out Tom Dinsdale, and we'll talk to you guys next week.